Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Who the podcast master? We the podcast master. It's the Luke and Pete show. We're back again for more chat. And to bother you during your commute, lunchtime excursions, or masturbation time. Why would they be doing that? I don't know. Mix it up a bit. I don't mind Danger them doing level. it. I'm... Look, I've always said, <laughs> I've always said my uh, autobiography was going to be called Memories of my father are a difficult wank. <laughs> it's kind of like thinking about your parents or, th- or listening to the Luke and Pete show yeah. whilst in flagrante El Solos. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, um, probably quite a difficult. It's expert level onanism, I think. If you're listening, ways. give yourself a little treat. Look, give yourself a little treat, but make it difficult for yourself. I once uh, knew oh, a man on. who said that he would only do it in the um, kind of half push, half. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, sit up, the half sit up position. Right. So if you do it in the sit up position, you're kind of distracted, so you don't feel the muscle uh, burnage so much. And that's how he had abs. That man's a psychopath. Is that that I man is know. basically Patrick Bateman from American Psycho? It's a good idea, though, isn't it? Who, who can't attract women? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good though. Good you, you, you must have put a lot of thought into that. Speaking of um, debauchery, first of all, hello. Sorry to hello. Sorry, yeah, sorry so about early that. On. Yeah. Um, we're the podcast masters but as we talked about before um, podcast masters <laughs> are you going to say that <laughs> as we talked about earlier on that the, the Luke and Pete show parish is a broad a broad community isn't yeah, it yeah broad church um, it reminds me of a um, urban myth that I've subsequently learned was an urban myth right but people would insist at the time when I was a kid that Cup it was true yeah Everyone knew about Classic, that. Classic, mate. So if you don't know it, if you're from a different, um, if you grew up in a different country, or maybe you haven't been been graced with the presence of that urban myth, it goes a bit. I like, heard. Yeah, God, sorry. It just goes a bit like this. Very, very quickly. Boy is masturbating in bedroom with headphones on and eyes closed. When he finishes whatever it is he's doing, well, you know what he's doing. So I just told you. Mm. When he finishes, he look looks around and uh, his mother or his father, whoever, has left a cup of tea and a biscuit to the mm. side of his bed. Now. People I know growing up insisted that was true and happened to another guy I know. Yeah. That for some so, reason, it, it pinned itself to him particularly. And I just got, a, I've got a question very, very quickly. Right. What sort of parenting is that? Yeah. Because you're saying, I know you know, I know, I know I what know, you're doing. I know you're And now you know I know what you're doing. Yeah. If anything, just back out. 
Don't leave the tea there. No, I think it's caring. It's sort of like, there's... Oh, you know, a bit gonna, dehydrated after that. I'll give, make, give a cup of tea. More. Um, more than that, um, uh, another um, uh, Radio Stakhanov uh, product, uh, the Jack Made podcast, uh, one of his co-hosts, one of uh, Jack's co-hosts, actually related that story as an actual story. You know how, like, it, yeah. obviously they're younger people, they're in their 20s. Um, you know how, like, younger people know everything and we, we're just all fuddy-duddies. I felt like going, now, nah, you've, that, been, you? you've been sold. You've been sold an absolute stinker there, mate. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. as old as the hills. And, and, and the urban myth, a lot of people don't fully appreciate this, I don't think, but before the internet, of course, um, FHM and those kind of magazines were massive, right? Particularly in the sort of mm. mid-late 90s. And um, they, were, they were actually, they were opinion forms as well. As disgusting as we find them now and how controversial they've been and we've seen offshoots of those like Nuts and Zoo go out of business. Mm. I, th- I think FHM and Loaded and GQ, which is obviously still going around, they were at that time far more reflective of a, of a culture. Yeah, as, I think as, so. As, as, bad, as bad, or however you want to judge that culture, they were certainly more, there was more to them than just would titillation. Would you rather, right? um, yeah, would you rather a, a child be reading FHM, um, maybe not the Nuts and Zoo, but like the FHM or watch internet pornography and listen to right-wing YouTubers? Yeah. You know. It, it, You're never more than like a minute or two away from right-wing YouTubers in your in your camp, Pete. Oh, yeah. it's like, certainly not my YouTube front page. No. Um, I was just going to make the point about FHM very quickly about its contribution to the busting of these urban myths. Right. I remember they used to have a letters page mm. and they used to obviously publish their favourite letters and they used mm. to have a jokes page as well. And they used to have a section in their letters page called yeah. Heard That One Before. And it would always be, they would name and shame someone who sent in an urban myth right. and claimed it as their own. Yeah. And that story came up in um, in FHM, and it's only then could I say to my friends at the time, "Look, this look, is bollocks. Yeah, this is why it's bollocks." A grown up has said it. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> and, and I remember them. I remember also. If you want to hear a '90s story, and I'm sure you do. If you want to know how pathetic I was in the '90s, and I'm sure you can use your imaginations, but mm. here's some here's some here's some you know arrows for your quiver. Um, I once bought a pair of trainers because FHM reviewed them as the best pub trainers. Pub in, trainers! Uh, in, 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 Let in, me guess. Available. Aless. Uh, or Adidas Shelters? I think they were Adidas uh, Campus. Campus. Which was yes. the, yeah, yeah. The, the slightly different to the Gazelle mm. and one below the Shelto. Right. And they would do it. It was, it was the most 90s thing ever. And I, I put a lot of stock in it at the time. They were basically saying, right, here's how they handle a wet beer floor, a sticky floor. Here's how they handle walking around the pool table. Do yeah. you slip up? Here's how they handle, um, you know, basically just walking around. I would have very much liked to have been a journalist for a journalist oh, for mate. Loaded or FHM, um, a press trip every week, as much booze and drugs as you can handle. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and trips to far flung destinations every week. As long as you turned in half a page on, I don't know. Oh who, mate. Who's hotter, Jennifer Lopez or yeah. um, Rachel um, from S Club 7. As long as you turned in that, you were fine. Some of the stories, unfortunately How enough, to put together a pocket square. Exactly, all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately enough, and I do use that word uh, on purpose, it is an absolute uh, pleasure. I'm fortunate enough to work with Danny Kelly, a legendary broadcaster. Obviously, he used to edit Enemy and Q magazine. Right. I think he might have been one of the founding editor of Q. Anyway. He said when he was editing NME back in the golden era of, of published journalism, mm. you know, publications and stuff, at one point he said, um, in fact, this was before he was the editor of the NME, it was when he was a reporter for the NME mm. or, or a features editor or something, or features writer. He was sent to LA to interview Teenage Fan Club, <laughs> right? Just sent out there yeah. for a few days to come back again. When he got there, he had such a good time, he forgot to interview Teenage Fan Club, came back and no one cared. 
Yeah. No one gave a shit. They sent him up. Do you know what they did? They sent him up to Scotland to so just interview him up there. The back end of that, I Didn't cost went, him a penny. I went on a... Uh, the only press trip I have ever been invited on um, was uh, like video game uh, press trip. It was something I'm, I, I've got a great passion for. Um, was uh, the Gamescom in Cologne. And basically, we got set up in a hotel for a couple of days. Nice hotel. Uh, upgraded all that stuff. Uh, but I was very green and I didn't really understand the, the, the lay of the land. So PRs, pay all this money... Uh, to get people out to um, to Gamescom or E3 or the Tokyo Game Show, and basically the four, as long as the writers write about the video game that they're sending them out for, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what else they do. Um, honestly, the bloke from the star sat in his jacuzzi for three days. He flew all the way to Cologne, sat in his jacuzzi for three days, and he would happily just go to the PR. Uh, can you go to the bar and get us a drink? Like completely shameless, absolutely. Yeah, I shameless. can't imagine you ever doing that. You'll see. No, no, no. I, I never did. But I, I probably spoke about this before. But and, and also, he filed copy uh, to the Daily Star um, back in the day. Um, I can't date this for obvious reasons because it's obvious who it is. Um, <laughs> he he basically um, watched a E3 keynote uh, last time it was at E3 um, on a, on a, on an equivalent press trip. He, he filed an E3 key, a, a piece about what was happening in the game industry from a video from the previous year. So he wrote up basically what yeah. was happening at E3 from the previous year because he had no interest in video games. Shameless. He had no ear for it at all. Uh, and he filed this piece until the PR went, oh my God, don't do that. That was last year's. You need to rewrite it with this year's information. Incredible. And did he do that? He did Say that. Again? Yeah, did he did he, that. Yeah, 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 I did that in the end, yeah. Wow. Incredible. That is, that is, what year, you can't say the year. It was a no. while ago, though, right? It was a while ago. It was, uh, yeah. It was if you ago. read um, Christopher Hitchens' excellent memoir, Hitch 22, I recommend it. It's brilliant. <clears throat> um, he was a either editor at large or, a again, a just a reporter, I suppose, but a well-respected one, of course, mm. for Vanity Fair mm. back in the day and some other publications as well, but chiefly Vanity Fair. At that point, uh, he was a contemporary of... Um, of um, what's his name, uh, Salman Rushdie, right, and um, one or two others, um, you know, well respected, you know, great writers. But he, he obviously he wrote a lot more of um, non-fiction type um, type reporting. So he famously never missed a revolution around the world. He would mm. always fly there. And I'm fairly certain it's a, it's a while since I've read it, but I'm fairly certain at one point he mentions that for Vanity Fair, he wasn't salaried. They would essentially just fund his lifestyle. Yeah. So at the end of each month. He would just send his expenses in quotes, which is basically everything he spent any money on for that month, <laughs> and they would just pay it. Yeah. So it, there wasn't even like a published salary. It was it was just done for. So so if it, for example, if there was an uprising in the che- Czechoslovakia, mm. he would just fly there, mm. do everything he wanted to do on credit, suitcase full of yeah. uh, American dollars, and they just pay him. Yeah, incredible <laughs> lifestyle, absolutely incredible lifestyle. But I just like watching these men, and they are mainly men, um, uh, just kind of dealing with life post-internet where the arse has fallen out of the slush fund the arse has fallen out of advertising just sort of going oh where's my beer where's my yeah. free tr- it's, flight it's, somewhere in a way I mean not not that side of it but it it is sad that we have, have seen because the and the internet's been amazing in lots of different ways obviously but chiefly for what we do but it is sad this race to the bottom thing where there appears to be in, in a weird way, we talked before about how you only really get indie movies or massive blockbusters now. Mm. You don't get the middle ground yeah, because yeah, the middle ground is like Netflix mm. and that kind of stuff uh, or HBO. It's the same really with reporting and decent journalism. Mm. You have the very top end stuff and then you have essentially 
cub reporters. They're not even cub reporters. They're just work glorify work experience working online. Mm writing whatever they can churn out for clicks and hits and stuff yep. like that. And Top there's, tens. No, there's nothing yeah, there's nothing really in between. Mm. Um I wrote something for the Washington Post in the summer for the World Cup. It's the first time I've written anything for them. And I was genuinely surprised they were going to pay me properly to do it. Yeah. But them and the New York Times, I think and one or two others are the only ones really that actually properly pay the rates that you used to traditionally get for being a journalist or a reporter or a features writer or columnist back in the day. Mm. It's, it's, and, and that's that's one of the sad things about the internet because the great quality journalism is still out there but I think it's probably a little bit harder to find than it should be yeah well um, we're right there because we'll be back next you won't believe what Luke Moore is going to do one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh, it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So the first step is to find the right position for you. Put your hands down and lower your chest to the ground. Just do that and pretend that you're holding poop in. And it should sound a lot like this. The kid eating crisps makes it. <laughs> he is eating crisps, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Is there oh, another kid watching him? Say again. There's another kid watching him eating crisps while he's doing that. Yeah, that makes it even worse, to be honest. Because well, there's like, no way the guy can be talking and eating crisps at the same time. Maybe that gives him the power. The beefy crisps gives him the pumpy power. Have you seen Pete? That um, pumpy power. The, the Chinese have la- have landed a loon a um a, a lunar a module on the dark side of the moon, uh, on the far side of the moon. I did read that this morning, um, and um. Because they didn't, they didn't talk about it, did they? They didn't, they didn't announce it until they'd actually done it. And they went, "Ha, we're here." 
Apparently, um, previous moon missions have landed on the Earth-facing side, but this is the first time any craft has landed on the far side. Yeah, it's really quite hard to um, send signals. I think they've got a satellite um, sort of bouncing signals back, so it, it, it comes in three parts, I think. I, be- I believe, I, be- I haven't read the, 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 the article in that much detail because I only just found out about it, but I believe the attraction in having something over that side of the moon mm. means that it vastly limits the interference in terms of radio signals that you get from Earth. Yeah. So you get a lot more clearer um, imagery and um, information when you're sending stuff out there and getting it back. Mm. That's the attraction. It's not because there's aliens there. Not because there's aliens. Or a man eh? eating cheese. <laughs> like, um, what's that? Um, the moon's made of cheese. He wouldn't be eating his own face, would he? True, actually. No, there could be a man sat on the moon's face eating the cheese of the man's face. <laughs> it could be, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's possible, mate. These things are possible. <laughs> and I also, before we get into emails, I wanted to talk about... Do you know I mentioned the in-betweeners on the last show? Yes. The in-betweeners to me is like right-wing YouTubers to you. I just, what do you mean? I'm just obsessed with it. Uh, yeah, but you actually like it. I love it, yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. But there was a, reu- a reunion show over New Year. There was. It wasn't. <laughs> well, I think they, they sold it as... Because um, I thought it also, um, looking from afar, it was going to be like a, a new episode that they yeah. uh, created. But in fact, it was just one of those dreadful kind of like, um, this is your life kind of episodes. I don't know what... That's the thing. See, part it was of the re- like two hours long as well. Part of the reason... I think it, it was very long. I saw, I saw most of it. Part of the th- reason it was poorly received for those of you who haven't seen it or heard about it it was a reunion episode where they had all the characters all the cast and they did a load of stuff mm. usual sort of imagine did have this is your attack? life I don't know I can't remember imagine this is your life crossed with like a panel show with David Mitchell on it this yeah, is your life right yeah. um, and I think the reason partly it was badly received was because I, I like, exactly as you've just said there some people were expecting a, mm. um, a, um, a, a an episode right yeah. And, but it wasn't really. It was just quite self-aggrandizing. Aren't we great? Look how great this is. Yeah, and a series that ran for, what, four seasons? and It's three six, seasons. Three seasons. And two movies. Six episodes, two movies. A very British product, you know, of its time. I just don't know what <sighs> needed to happen. I don't, I don't no. understand. It's, it's, it's this obsession with this, people like this, let's give them everything there is to know about it until they're blue in the face and there's no stone on top. To me, I don't think you need to have, uh, literally at one point, Jay's dad in it, who's this cameo character, he's quite funny, but he's funny in his belligerence and his, 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 how basic he is and all this other stuff. He's up there like accepting an award for best parent character in the Inbetweeners <laughs> by people on the Inbetweeners who are sat there applauding. It, like, it just seemed very, almost like through the looking glass, quite un, 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 sort of unplanned post-modern. <laughs> I just think nostalgia, we've run out of things to be nostalgic about. So it's not what it used to be, is it? So we're being nostalgic about things that happened in la- in the last week. Do you remember Kate Perry's I like, Kissed a Girl video? Do you remember that? Do you remember Hot When You're Cold? I can't remember what the other song I, was. I do remember seeing Hot that Katy Perry cold, video. Yeah. Do, 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 that one. Um, yeah. Chiefly because it was when I used to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it came out. There we go. Anyway, should we do some emails? Yeah, all right then. You go ahead, mate. All right, then, mate. Um, hello to um, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Um, this is a bit of a serious one, but um, I think it's important sort of to mention it because we ha- we do get a lot of emails about this for all of our products, for the Football Ramble, for, for this as well. Good morning, Pete. Um, first time I've ever emailed into something like this, but I just want to say a big thank you for your podcast. Without going too deep, I've been through a tricky time recently with friends um, and listening to you guys chat for 30 minutes a couple of times a week brightens my day and puts me in a much better place mentally. It's like being at a pub with a few pals just chatting shit, the good kind, obviously. Keep up the fantastic work. Uh, you've got me hooked. Um, and I'm putting that in there because... 
um, I think that's important to uh, reflect that we do read these emails and I always Absolutely. feel bad that it, it, it kind of feels a bit glib when I reply sort of saying, oh, sorry about that. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's actually quite hard to sort of um, express how um, how happy we are that uh, we, we're making um, positive changes in anybody's life, which seems ridiculous, the sort of shit that we get up to uh, on the podcast. Well, you make a lot of positive changes in my life, Peter. Cheers, mate. And some negative ones, but yeah. overall the balance sheet is in the, is in the black. Well, you're, <laughs> you're going to enjoy it's my... It's nice to hear from people. You're going to enjoy my call. Um, he does go on to sort of mention that um, uh, the, the bruiser, Chewbar. Oh, yeah. The bruiser, Chewbar? I wasn't a big Chewbar man because I hurt my teeth, but I do remember the bruiser, yeah. The uh, texture was a bit off compared to other Chewbars at the time, but the flavour profile was right up there. <laughs> you, oh, you'd love that, wouldn't you? <laughs> we should do like a kind of, um, like a flavour profile for all the cheap. But the problem is you can't buy them in central London. Right. The main chew bars in, in central London are all kind of like uh, American uh, ones that have come over. Really expensive They're the, they're they're the really well. expensive ones. You can't buy an iron brew bar for love nor money. I'll get someone. I'll, well, I live um, out of central London, so I'll, I'll try and find some. Right, um, cool. I was going to say, um, we do massively value people getting in touch and listening, of course. And even if you don't feel like you want to email, we still appreciate you listening. But people who have sort of gone through some bad crap, I mean, you forget how, impo- not important, but how much you become part of somebody's week. And I yeah. some, think sometimes we don't sound to kind of reflect that in uh, reading emails like that. So, so just know that they all get read. All do you right? know what I'd like to do? And part of the reason I'm saying this on this show, so you can't stop me saying it, okay. uh, is I'd like to get together in a you know a small to medium sized room, mm. um, and I'd like to do a live Luke and Pete. And I'd right. like to get people up who want to get involved to tell their stories live rather than email in, um, so we can all get involved together. I'd love to do that. That's a little dream of mine. Yeah, I've, I've written it on my computer to, sit, then, to remind me to say it. And they get the mic and they go, and then my woke up and there was a cup of tea on the side, <laughs> and we go, get off the stage, Steve. We've heard that prick. one before, you disgraceful you liar. Prick. Get out. Get and then out make of everyone here. throw like fruit at them. Yay. Yeah, I'd love that, Pete. Wouldn't you sat up there, nice couple of easy chairs, people getting up, having a little chat? It'd be brilliant. As long as they're high backed. High back chairs, absolutely. High yeah. back chairs, and we would charge a back. maximum of like seventy five quid a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> we do it in a members bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, do, if you one thing I would say actually on a semi serious note is an SSN is is of course for us we get to do the job we love and we get to make lots of shows and it's fun and we've enjoyed it and I think we've worked hard to get to that position but that's mm. that's beside the point. We we are we are grateful for it. But I would give you a bit of advice, not just for our show. In fact, not at all for our show, just for any show you like. Yeah. If you ever think about emailing someone, telling them you like what they do, and not sure whether to do it or not, just do it. Because it means an awful lot to, to people involved. And and hearing emails like that does, doesn't mean a lot to me too. So thank you very much for sending it in. Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, pal. Thanks, um, dude. Uh, so if you if you and, and, and also just addition to that very quickly, if you do want to tell me how great I am, I'm always happy to hear that. And so I know Pete is, because it makes him um, hate himself more. Yeah. Um, what have we got here? So last show, I promised an email about free money, and it was from Joe, and so I'm going to read it out now. He said, Hi, guys. free money from the late great Tom Conti. Berenger. <laughs> Tom Berenger plays um, Barnes in Platoon, and that is one of the nastiest characters, I think. A real nasty bastard. Uh, he's great in it. He's really good. Um, Joe says, Hi, guys. I've enjoyed the stories coming in about people finding money and deciding whether to keep it or not. This is something we talked about a few mm. weeks ago. Um I have a unique take on this from when I did temp work cleaning student accommodation in the summer between my second and third year of university for some extra cash. All the temp workers would meet in reception of the student accommodation we were cleaning that day early in the morning. The job itself had its benefits as anything left in the room was to be thrown out or kept for yourself. So I Mm. guess he means probably the end of term or whatever. Right. Or the end of the year. 
All the cleaners would come in with empty rucksacks <laughs> and fill up on what had been left behind. I grabbed myself a few pairs of trainers, some DVDs, and some unopened alcohol. Well, that's fair do, isn't it? I bet he's been paid as well. Well, the amount of stuff that I, I remember sort of, because I moved back home after university, or moved a lot of my stuff back to Hartlepool via a National Express bus. And the look on the driver's face when I turned up with a full CRT computer monitor, tower, and keyboard. Oh my God. Any uh, thermal and, and, paste? And all, of the, uh, and all of my CDs and bags and stuff like that. Did you, t- did you tip him in thermal paste? <laughs> um, by the way, I shouldn't, I shouldn't assume Joe is a man. It might, it might well be a woman. Um, they say, however, one morning when waiting for the management company to turn up and allocate us to rooms, the vending machine in the reception area suddenly began to expel all the change inside it into the, onto the floor. Okay. There was an initial delay from the temp staff as we momentarily wondered if this was some kind of social experiment, but very quickly it descended into a Lord of the Flies type scenario as people tackling each other in order to gather as much change as humanly possible. By the time the management had arrived, there was not a single coin left on the floor. <laughs> I myself collected £21. Interested to know where this behaviour falls on your respective moral compasses. Well, I mean, it's effectively the machine vomiting, isn't it? So it's the waste product of the vending machine in many ways. I, I'm probably going to get myself into a bit of trouble here, but I am much more tolerant and sympathetic on what I would call a victimless crime. Now, yeah. I understand there is the no co- such thing as a victimless crime. The Coca-Cola crime. Corporation can probably spare a few. Bucks. They can spare 21 quid. Yeah. You know? And they've, if, they've, they're perpetrators of certain crimes in South America that they deserve a creaming off the top from some put-upon maids. Exactly. Mm. So £21, I don't think it's going to be much mm. to the... Uh, I mean, mind you, the franchisee of the distribution company might miss it. Yeah. They, their kids might be going without shoes. But that's on your <laughs> conscience, Joe. That's up to you. But I, I think there is. Fa- it's fair to say that there is a difference between what you've described there and, you know, going to someone's house and stealing money out of people's pockets at a house party, something I have experienced uh, before. So. Whoa, experienced or, again, perpetrated? No, experienced. Oh, okay. I'll tell you the story very quickly, and I won't use any names because that would be unfair. <laughs> I was at a party once where I grew up. Uh, it was a house party. People were out of town. Parents were out of town, that kind of stuff. We were quite young. A lot of coats were put in a room, as is the custom. When people began to leave... They um they noticed that stuff was missing right. out of their pockets, so um, money and wallets, and I think it was before mobile phones. So that dates it, possibly not mobile phones. Uh, and the person who did it quite clearly, although I can't prove it, was the person who went absolutely crazy about we must find this person and oh, went really over yeah, the top, yeah, yeah, yeah. really overacted. This is like Cluedo, and I don't think anyone, I don't think there was any sort of satisfactory conclusion to what happened, but that got that. Guy or girl was <laughs> it's obviously a guy. Mm. Were, was um, I don't know any girls was a teenager. Uh, it was, were, that person was uh, clearly sort of ostracised after that in yeah. terms of, of friends they did or didn't have. So it can happen. That is worse. You're stealing. Was, was it a West Ham footballer? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> if you are stealing money in that situation, then that is far worse than oh, some company as spewed out 21 pound in pound coins yeah you could tell someone but ultimately what's going to happen that that person you tell is probably going to pocket it anyway yeah. so there you go well That's we've had a lot of like sort of stories coming in with that where people have found money uh handed it over to a a, a, a third party a middleman a security firm uh in between them and the uh the person and and, and they've actually pocketed the money I so you may it, as well have done it yourself I've, i mean it's, it's almost it's in the same Finders realms fee. as if you were using a vendor machine which i do a lot uh, and and you, you know, I don't know, you you press the button for 
a Snickers mm. and the Snickers falls out and knocks a packet of crisps out. I mean, you're not going to hand that in, are you? I did that in the gym. Uh, I do that quite a lot in the gym, actually. But eat Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> you can get protein one now. Yeah. Uh, pathetic. Yeah. Uh, pathetic state of affairs. That is, uh, to, to, uh, to paraphrase Peep Show, which I'm not even really a fan of, that mm. is a Snickers for people who can't handle reality. <laughs> There's, uh, the, yeah, the vending machine um, occasionally on the lower rungs. They're always in disarray. They're always in absolute state in the easy gym. I don't know why. Um, but sometimes a protein shake will be sort of half hanging out. So I will select the water bottle directly above it uh, to knock it down like some yeah. kind of advanced bagatelle pinball machine. You're doing that on purpose. Uh, I'm doing it on purpose to dislodge it and I, I get a free protein shake, which uh, by in the main are disgusting. Yeah. So I've defrauded Easy Gym out of many. They make you need to go, to the, go for a poo, don't they? Say again. Protein shakes make you need the toilet. Do they? I thought they, they would sort of block oh, you up a little bit. Speaking of that, I'll Why do that. Are you having protein shakes? I'm not. I'm right, just, okay. uh, um, I just what I assumed. Shake, shake, shake. Um, or is it energy drinks make you go to the toilet? I can't remember. I don't know. Um, but Diuretics. On New Year's Day, I forgot to mention this last week. On New Year's Day, I woke up feeling terrible, as you can mm. imagine, at about 1 p.m. Right. And um, thought, I'm not starting the year like this. Yeah, Because I'm, <laughs> I'm at that stage in my life now, my late 30s, where I'm like, I'm, I'm the tide of the, the reality's tide. It's right. quickly coming in. Okay. The tide's only going one way, shall we say. But I'm fighting against it. I'm, as Dylan Thomas would say, I'm raging against the dying of the light. Mm. And I thought, I'm not starting the year like this. I'm going to go for a run. I was mm. in no fit state. Um, I think I demolished a McDonald's just a few hours before. Right. And, um, and I thought, well, I'm going to go out for a run. So I went out, got my gear on, went out, went for a, a fairly easy trot. About 20 minutes into the run, I needed the toilet pretty badly. Right. And not a number one. Right. I had to, to camp into the local pub to just use their toilet. <laughs> and the state I was in, they didn't even question it. Yeah. They were just you, like, you I'm not getting away that. I'm not getting that. So some, in some situations, there would be a case where the barman or the manager would say, Bye, this is a liberty, yeah. Yeah. But the, I mean, their look was like, I'm not getting away with that shitting machine. <laughs> <laughs> just let him get on with it. And they, and they did. So oh. um, that's what reminded me of, of protein shakes. But I think, I think I might be thinking of energy drinks. I um, I woke up on I you know New Year's Day was one of the best days I've had in a long time it was genuinely wonderful what happened I cleaned the house I watched the film I ate some um, incredibly stodgy burger um, and it played a bit of video games oh it was just it had everything it was a really lovely day all uh, by myself had everything apart from human company exactly there is there was that almost like a London Soho sort of dystopian version of Castaway with Tom Hanks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think I'm going to start, I'm going to make a wall chart of, I um, mean, like a spider diagram of um, reasons why I look out of my window at night. So I was listening to some lads outside. And... Friendship? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, if someone is singing and for some reason this song is more popular than any other, people like to sing where I, where I live because it's the, I love part, well, it's the party central, people are drunk. And they're always singing. Um, one song more than any other, though, Stand By Me. I don't know why. Really? Really It's a good weird. observation, that. But if someone's singing Stand By Me, I don't open the window. I don't need to say that. But if it sounds like they might have a broken bottle in their hands, Get out I'm opening the window. Yeah. What, what, um, would, what would cause you to actually go down onto the street? Um, the last time was a suspected terrorist attack. A vending machine spitting out pound coins. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Yeah. Um, the um, I actually um, the last time I looked out the window it was it, I've I've sort of be, I've I've sort of become incredibly finely um, in tune with um, whether I should look out the window, whether I should unfollow sure. the blinds. And have you've a look got out. you've developed like a sixth sense. Yeah, honestly, honestly, not, yeah. if men are shouting and it sounds like a fight is happening, I don't bother. 
Because, Why wow, you're that used to it? No, because when an actual fight is happening, you hear actual contact, slaps, yeah. um, usually like bouncing off a car or something like that. If people are just shouting, and going, come, on then, right? yeah. come on then, come on then, come on then, there's no point because a fight never breaks out, never breaks out. Yeah. But if people are going, ooh, ooh, like that, you know, a fight is happening. And you're you hearing, hear, you hear that. a drunken fist connect yeah. with heavy flesh. Yeah. My friend friend of mine, Taylor, I know he's listening to the show, so hello to you, Taylor. Here, T-Dog. He's a great lad. He used to live... Here, T-Dog, the great lad. He's a, he's, he's a paramedic. He's contributed yeah. to society. He's a good lad. You don't know. He might be bad at his job. Let's email in, Taylor. If you're <laughs> What's your scores this yeah. week? But how many lives you, you saved? How many lives you saved? Because I guarantee yeah. it'd be more than me and Pete put together. Anyway. Um, I've stabilised some people. Unless podcasting is life saving, as we heard earlier. <laughs> anyway, um, but Taylor used, Taylor used to live opposite a kebab house. All right. And we used to go there. Just back in my sort of more stoner phase, we used to go there, have a couple of beers, mm. have a smoke, mm. and, um, and watch the kebab house because he's on the first yeah, floor yeah, yeah. right? so same floor as you lovely you people yeah. but the great thing was it was it was amazing for like we did this for months and it was mm. amazing we played playstation look out there when yeah. the pubs kicked out it was brilliant uh, and we saw fights and we saw even saw stuff like the, the really hard kebab shot guy come out there with his big knife mm. and threaten people yeah. and then back down yeah. and then one night we saw uh, the kebab shop owner emptying the kebab meat onto the pavement to clean his kebab meat holder mm. and then put the meat back in the kebab thing. You told that story on, yeah. the set, on this show before. Yeah. But I, I mean, I never it's, 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 it's pretty disgusting. Yeah, yeah, never went back in there since. Why are you allowed to tell disgusting stories, but I'm not allowed to? I think I do it with a, with a, with a sort of a bit of flair. A little, <laughs> little bit of Ric Flair. Woo. <laughs> um, shall we end with um, how I started my um, 2019, Luke? Because yeah, you, you were rather excited by this story, weren't you? And some, we can, uh, very, very quickly... I just want to say there's some people concerned that you might be wanting to move out of Soho soon. Is that true? Can you confirm or deny that? Um, I kind of do because they're going to start putting scaffolding up and I can't be asked for that shite. So you're going to move back up, what, to up to London? London is never finished. No. You know what? If we ever make any money out of this blum and hustle, we need to buy some bloody cranes. Endless, because it's endless the, it's, construction site. It's it? the only thing that makes money in London. Cranes. Crane rentals. Yeah. Counterweighted cranes. Um, Shacklewell Arms. It's terrible a pub. pub. It's a terrible pub, man. It is a terrible pub. But I, but I knew that going in. Um, there was a party on, a New York-themed party. NYC, baby. They're going to be playing the music of the Beastie Boys. The um, Interpol, are they in New York? Yeah. Um, Strokes. Uh, Strokes. Um, Velvet Underground. Uh, talking Heads, Velvet Underground. All that shit. I'm going to play some Muse. Like Muse. <laughs> From Tottenham um, and Devon. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they're going to do that. And it's stri- it, it said on the invite... Fancy prizes for best fancy dress. So I assume New York theme prizes York for theme, best fancy yeah. dress. Yeah. So I assumed I'd, there'd be Ramones, there'd be big boxy suits from um, uh, some people uh, going as the big Donald. Some people going as a big Donald, maybe yeah, stuff like that. I was expecting lots of fancy dress, so I dressed as Bill the Butcher from Gangs of New York. And you knew you were planning to do that because you said to me, "I'm doing that because it means I haven't got a Barney clothes." Yeah, because <laughs> I've got, got all a stovepipe hat. All I bought was a stovepipe hat and a fake moustache. That's all I bought. And if you're listening at home, I saw the fake moustache in uh, the packet, and it looked very, very good. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. But the problem is, once you start drinking, it starts to yeah. sort of like the, the, it's real human hair, and it starts to separate. It looks a bit weird as a normal moustache. I've would, got I guess. one now, so yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Um, and so I get there, and I'm the only person dressed up, Luke. Yeah. And not only like I'm not dressed as like a Beastie Boy. I can't like sort of can't say, style it out. Can I you? can't style it out as this is Dalston 
clothing. I can't say that I'm a hipster. I'm dressed as a Victorian gentleman, a 19th century gangster, and I've got a and I've got a you know 10 inch carving knife on me. I did for those of you who follow us on on Twitter uh, at Luke and Pete Show. I did tweet a picture of you, the picture you sent me of why am I? <laughs> why is this? What's happening here? And it is amazing because tragic. the photo everyone's just dressed like a normal, absolutely tragic yeah, young person, and you're dressed like with a, with big sideburns, big moustache, and you know usual. But I was unrepentant and I had a good night in the I end. bet you stood out and I bet you caught the attention of more than one or two of the local ladies. Peacocking. I think that's, yeah, the, that's ultimate, what it's called, yeah. the ultimate of peacocking. Oh, you're such a pickup artist. Didn't wear, didn't wear the red shirt or the red scarf. I just wore Victorian garb. Just walking around saying, like a that's a wound. Idiot. That's Looking. a wound. <laughs> Dreadful idea. So there that's how go. I started uh, 2019. And you know what? Not the worst one I've had. <laughs> well, I for one, I for one, hope you make it through 2019 without having to move out of your home because that'll be a traumatic yeah. and stressful time for you. Uh, but I will help you if you need any help moving. Will you? Yeah, just because I want to look through your stuff. <laughs> there is some weird stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. That's probably about much about as much as we've got time for. But, it's as uh, much as you can handle, I imagine. Thank you for getting in touch. And if you have got in touch, and if you haven't, thank you just for listening. Um, hello at LukeandPeacher.com if you do want to be, uh, be a part of it. You're more than welcome to do so. Uh, we'll see you next time around. Peter, say goodbye. I will say goodbye. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me as well. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. production.